Blog Talk Radio.
Good morning, good morning. It's first Sunday in the month of September in the year of 2023. You know, sometimes people say you can't say this, but you can. This is the first time we've ever seen the 3rd of September in 2023. So I thank God for this first time ever in our lifetime of seeing 3 September in 2023. This is uh, just a monumental month for the Kaiser family. Um, it's our month that our dad was born and that our mother was born. And we have so much more to be thankful for the month of September. Because of Lula and Judy, Sylvia and Cecilia are, and on and on and on, and our generation to generation to generation. So I'm going to turn the program over to Minister Sylvia for her to pray. And I want to say I'm going to start off with something that is going to hopefully bring everyone into thought-provoking prayers for the rest of their lives. For those of us in America, Mr. Cecilia, can you pray for us and with us? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I would like to start off with saying, Father God, I thank you. Father God, I thank you. Father God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. As my sister. Late sister, Minister Sheila Kaiser used to say, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you. We cannot say it enough. God, we just want to start off with opening our hearts and our minds and our mouth and our spirit to you. For you to forgive us of every sin of commission, omission, every sin that is this, the the smell of sin, the thought of sin, God, just for you to just let us know. You are not pleased with that. God, we're asking you to forgive us. We're asking you to just not only take our hearts as we give it to you, God, but to just do with us, God, what needs to be done. God, some of us need to have our minds rescued because we we have been putting ourselves in a place of not being able to stay focused on the plan that you have for our life. God, we need to just stand before you constantly saying, God, teach me how to pray. Teach me how to talk with you, O oh God. Teach me how to walk with you, O oh God. Teach me how to want to read your word, to want to study your word. God, teach me how to want to be a witness for you. Teach me, O oh Lord, how to want the people to see you when they see me, God, to hear you when they hear what I say. God, teach me how to be that walking 
example of what you called me to be. God, let me get out the way so you can have your way, God. God, let my plans decrease so that your plans can increase. God, let my desires be the desire to please you. Let my desires be the desires to see myself and other people and other as souls of love that you see. Teach me how to see them like you see them, God. God, if you didn't say it, if you won't say it, if you don't say it, God, please don't let me say it. Please don't let me do it. Please don't let me walk like it. Just the sight of the thought of it, God, please. Don't let me do it, God. God, lead me, guide me. God, when I say me, I turn the M upside down for a W. We, God, teach us how to be who you called us to be. Teach us how to love one another again. Teach us how to want to be a village for a family beside ours. Teach us how to walk in our neighborhood with Holy Ghost power. Teach us how not to be scared to call out, pray out. God, teach us. As this holiday weekend come, poor God, teach us how to see someone else instead of ourselves. God, we ask you to cover our families. Cover each and every one of us, oh God. Cover us that we may be kept from harm, kept from evil, kept from death, kept from all secret agendas that's not of you, oh Lord. God, please let them dry safely. Put a hesitation in their thoughts of pushing down on the gas pedal or driving crazy, oh God. Drinking and driving. God, let the designated drivers, let the people that have common sense speak up and say no, God. Take the keys. Give someone your keys, God. God, I just ask you, let this be a real holiday. Not a day after the holiday, a day of hollering because of what it should have been instead of what had happened. God, we just thank you right now. God, blame it to our head and not our heart. Teach us, O oh Lord, how to want to be saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Teach us, O oh Lord. We put our heart and our spirit and our soul and our minds under arrest to you, O oh God. In Jesus' name it is so, and it is so in Jesus' name. Amen. Apostle-elect, are you back on the phone? Yes, I am. Just thinking how to save it and waiting for the Holy Ghost to word my lips. So this is a truly a fear moment. There are many things happening in America. 
in the past. When they closed down the project, they would give the people training on finances and different things that would afford them the opportunity to do better. But yet, lately, when they've been closing down areas for doing forced moves, they just moved the people. No training, no education, no supplementals, no type of things to help them to advance or improve. And so when I was talking to various people, um, I'll use Minister Sylvia as an example, she was talking about how A particular loved one had changed from the very respectful person or people that they used to be to someone of disrespect and disregard. And sometimes that type of attitude is from vanity and lack of education, and lack of honor. Every family reunion we had, every uh, weekly or monthly meal we had, we were taught respect. We were taught honor. And I realized something in America. We are truly a place of a melting pot. And one of the things that we have failed to do, the word of God said for the Romans to honor the laws of the Romans. But yet when people come to America, she know to hate a certain race. Oh God in heaven. Are we teaching them to respect or disrespect a certain gender? Well, there's people that are coming to America, which we know there's a movie out with that's been out years off and on with Eddie Murphy, and it talks about coming to America. And when people come, they come with their own beliefs and bias from other countries and nations, come with beliefs and non-beliefs towards girls, women, and children, and various religions what wealth is, what wisdom is, the roles of men and women and girls and boys. And so these beliefs that they bring to America combined with the biases and the prejudices and the disrespects 
that America is already battling with cultures, interracial crime and biases and drugs and alcohol and what we call riches and how we honor and dishonor our bodies. Where we're, as our mother would say, showing them everything that they don't have to use their imagination because they can practically, as I would once say, they could see your ovaries you're showing so much or they could see your, oh, my God. So when we have these people coming to America, to remember that our currency says, in God we trust. But our behaviors are saying we have lower class, middle class, this race hates this race, and they haven't done nothing to, uh, you know, afford it because they just hate you for whatever reason. But what's the root cause of that toilet train? And the reason why I call it toilet training is because there has to be something that's motivating you to hate a race or a sex that has never really done anything to merit it, especially if they were brought over in slavery or various things and the things that's been done and polluted in their particular neighborhoods, whether it's drugs, alcohol, prostitution, or whatever, to make them not know the difference between, as the little kids would say, pee-pee and poo-poo. They don't know the difference between when they should just go on themselves or go to the bathroom or whether they should just go out in public right out in front of everybody or they should go to the bathroom. Well, see, when we get children potty trained, we reward them when they do things in the way that we were taught. We ruined the toilet. You may be saying, where is she going? Just stay with me. Just stay with me. If those little kids or those dogs, they go in that right manner, we give them a truth. We give them a praise. We celebrate them so that they can take pride in that achievement. But how many of you know that some people are giving people prizes for their hatred. My God in heaven. They're giving people prizes for doing wrong. But yet they forget the ultimate prize is having your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But see, we forget to stay consistent with people, whether they're going through a potty training or whether they're learning 
how to do things that emulate in God we trust. We're doing more celebrating or cloaking and um, revealing everything and and, um, putting our mouths on this and putting our mouths on that than we are of speaking in wisdom and telling people the truth, whether they want to hear it or not. So we have people arguing and in the pulpit, living all type of reckless lives. And so now the people in the congregation are confused. They don't know whether they should wear diapers or training pants so that they can grow up and learn to go and use the bathroom on their own the proper way or if they should just sit in their own manure. Uh-huh, I'm going there. We laugh nowadays when someone's disrespectful to an elder walking down the street, not just hitting children and hiding their hands, but they're feeding, raping, molesting children, and people are helping them to hide what they've done. And even doing stuff to the elderly. We used to believe that the elderly were Sources of wisdom and life and history. But now, instead of having a positive tone towards them, we have children that are saying, I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to uh, hear from them. I I don't care what they say because many of us have done the blame game. Instead of maturing ourselves, And taking accountability for those wrong decisions, we're blaming this person and blaming that person instead of looking in the mirror and saying, God, deliver me. Do you really know the difference between potty training and a converted life? It doesn't seem like. Because, see, one of the things about potty training is that it's based on consistency. One of the things about a converted life is that it's based on consistency based on the Word of God, the guidance of the Holy Spirit of God, Consistency and celebration. See, when you're training a child in potty training, they they miss it now and then. They may still, you know, pee or poop on themselves every now and then. And, and, and you encourage them. You let them know, you know, what they did wrong still, but you still encourage them on how to do it right. Oh, that's okay, baby. You didn't tell me. You needed to go. Well, let me tell you a quick little testimony. Yesterday when I went out to eat with 
my son and his wife, it was a couple that was upset because my son kept getting up to take his twins to the bathroom because they kept saying they had to pee pee and they had to potty. But he was eating, you know, the best part of his food. I mean, he was enjoying it, but he never ignored them consistently. Although this couple was getting upset because my son kept getting up. And I guess it was disrupting their table. I don't know how. But then there was a couple that came over to the table and complimented my son on his consistency. Although it was challenging for him to eat and drink his food, because I mean constantly, and I'm going to exaggerate, it seemed like he took them to the bathroom at least a hundred times. And his wife said, well, baby, do they really have to go that much? And he said, yeah, they've been drinking a lot and eating. He says, and they've been going to the bathroom every time I've taken them. But it required him to stop his own agenda of finishing his food to take them. And I said, oh, Brandon, I can take them. He said, no, no, Mom. He said, um, they have to know that if they tell me they need to know that I'm going to take them, even when it's not convenient. And every time they came out, they said, Nana, Nana, I peed or I poo-poo. And I celebrated them every time. And the people sitting across from us thought, Oh, is it really every time they got to come back and announce it? But I didn't care. I celebrated them. They had did. Because, see, we were out. This was their uh, second time out with me uh, in public, you know, eating. But it was their first time out since they, you know, started their potty training. And so giving them high fives and celebrating them was so important to them. They didn't come back to the table saying, Mama, I did it, or Daddy, I did it. They were like, Nana, Nana. They were so proud of what they did, so I was just as proud. So on the converted life side, when someone falls or fails or repeats a sin, something that they thought they were delivered from, and they finally get it right. Are we celebrating them? My, 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 my. Or are we taking the extra time out to tell them what the word says to encourage them? Or are we still concentrating on what they did wrong? Are we still uh, dealing with them to the point that all they keep thinking about is the loudness of the flush? My God, that they have to get used to hearing. See, with reverse psychology, we teach the children that boys use the bathroom different than girls, but they both start off the same way, sitting down. And although they both continue to sit down for the number two when it comes to the number one, there's an applicable 
lesson that has to be learned. For the girls sit down for the one and the two. But the boys stand up for the one. But they sit for the two. And so although many want to spank the children or different things, they want to punish them for making mistakes, many times it can cause a snag or a setback. Because all the children are remembering is what they did wrong, counted. But if we learn to concentrate more on what they did right, we'll learn how the positive reinforcement has been more powerful than the negative. But what you have to remember is that even on the converted side, tell the people what the Word of God says and tell them about the strongholds that are in their lives. The enemy is going to present it as condemnation instead of reminding them how far they had came and how going back, revisiting that vomit or that stronghold is only letting them know that maybe they never were delivered in the first. Maybe the absence of that stronghold did not expose to them that they had really hidden it. They had really ignored it. And so God now is saying he loves them. He wants them to put their hope in him. He wants them to put their act of salvation and faith in him. He wants them to know that their appointed time is to be truly delivered from that stronghold, thing that caused them to be in a setback condition like they were when they were in potty training. My God, today. Because, see, God's a forgiving God. He's a helping God. He helps the needy. But, see, When you look at that potty training and all you remember is that punishment or you remember that derogatory thing that happened to you previously that taught you to hide a thing, because, see, remember, God sees all. It's not about what people are seeing. It's about what God is seeing. And some of us have hidden strongholds that God is exposing because now he's allowing us to see the very thing that we had hidden or ignored or was absent from that was never really delivered from. The absence of something will make you think you're delivered from it. And then when it returns, 
and you return back to it, that's God saying, you never allowed me to deliver you in the first place. And I was like, hmm. I remember when this young man, so respectful, but I also remember when this young man was able to see his siblings do stuff wrong, and it was laughed at, like it was an entertainment. But he also got to see his mother and his grandmother blame other people for their setbacks. So this young man that was so respectful didn't have good role models. And now that he is older, to walk in what he saw his grandmother walk in, what he saw his mother walk in, in my mind, what he saw his older siblings walk in and still live walking in. And so now he's beginning to exhibit the behavior of the role models in his life. Ooh, my God. But yet, we forget that Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart or being, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth of confession is made unto salvation. Such belief is called faith and leads to God freely, giving you the gift of salvation by grace through faith and not by works of great deeds. Then let's take this scripture that talks about confessing and believing in your heart. You're not going to like what I'm getting ready to say, but I'm going to say it because the Lord wants me to. All of that confession that the young man seen where people were blaming this and blaming that, but about Jesus. They weren't talking about uh, how Jesus delivered them from blaming the blame game. They truly believed and have faith that that problem that they had was caused by somebody else. See, it's confession, confession, confession. What are you confessing? What are you ignoring? What are you believing in your heart? If we can confess Jesus Christ, if we can believe in Jesus Christ, we can also confess and believe in this. And this is what this young man has saw, confessions in this. See, what I love about being in a converted life is you have to go a step further. You have to be baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit so that you could receive the baptism of the uh, Holy Spirit and so that the Holy Spirit can lead and guide you into all righteousness. So if 
We believe in our hearts. And we confess with our mouths, Jesus Christ. And then we have the functioning of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, leading and guiding us. Guess what? If you're confessing lies, if you're believing in lies, if you're promoting the evil one, guess who's on the inside of you? Mm, Legions on the inside of you. Do you want to be led by the Holy Spirit? Or do you want to be led by the demonic forces? Well, I choose to be led by the Holy Spirit of God. Says, yes, be baptized by another believer if you can. Guess what? Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. We have people baptizing us. Some of us have to be careful who's baptizing you. Because that person that's baptizing you may not really believe in what they're preaching and teaching. There are a whole lot of whoredoms and hierarchies and heretics that are doing things, be sure that the person that's dipping you in the water that's symbolic of being dipped in the blood of Jesus is truly the man or woman of God they say they are. Come on now. Let's strengthen each other in faith and belief in Jesus, not in men. We're wondering why our children are confused. They're confused because you're not teaching them to believe in God. You're teaching them to reject the richness of his great salvation, the richness of the freedom of the word of God. The richness that teaches you that God is perfect. The richness that teaches you that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What are we doing to show the children that honor and respect? It does begin at home. But it begins in the home of our hearts. Do we really want to be healed? Do we really want to be set free? America, when we're letting these people into our country, who in their country, they're marrying 10 and 15-year-old girls Grown men, they're taught that women and girls are objects of sexual perversions. And now we're letting our families hang out with these people that believe this and they're part of various gangs and so raping and molestation and killing women, boys, and girls means nothing to them. 
because that's what they brought to this country. And so we got all of these countries and all of these beliefs coming over to America, and they're not teaching in God we trust. They're teaching in wealth and flesh we trust. We do what makes us feel good. How can you feel good? Misusing and abusing children and women. But that's what their formalities and their rituals and their beliefs are teaching. But if you're in America, you should be doing as America does. But see, America forgot their foundation because of so much hatred. People hate me because of your skin color. People hate me because of your social status. People hate me because of the neighborhood you live in. People hating you. But what's the root cause of that hate? It's evil. And when you take evil, and instead of spelling it E V I L. You turn it around to L-I-V-E, lit. You learn that everlasting life and eternal life is going to be spent somewhere. But where will you next? In one of the ancients, heaven or hell. We had on Monday, Minister Sylvia and Carmita were teaching about eternal life and everlasting life. But remember this, you will still, no, 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 I don't want to say it like that. You will have eternal life somewhere. But will be a lot of sin that were paid for by Jesus Christ? Or will it be the penalties of sin that you tried to deliver yourself from, which meant that the enemy of our soul deceived you, for he wishes to deceive the very elect? See, God is loving and kind. He's forgiving. He's a God of peace. As the pastor's all understanding. But see, unconfessed sin, that hidden sin, it wants us to have it right there because he doesn't want us to be forgiven. He wants us to have to deal with the consequences and the wrongs of sin. But Jesus wants us to be delivered. He wants us to be free. He wants us to walk in the blessings of the Lord, which are yea and amen. Follow your heart that God has given you. Not that this world is teaching. See, Faith will be tested. 
Would you hang on to God when your faith is tested? Christianity isn't a rush job. It's a confidence job, meaning that you have all confidence and assurance in Jesus Christ. When you fall down, you get back up. When you're hanging out with people that aren't doing anything to help you stay delivered and be delivered, it's because the enemy wants you to keep returning to your vomit over and over again. If you don't know what to do, ask God what to do. If you've returned to old stronghold that God once delivered you from, hey, did he deliver you or did you ignore it or because it was absent you thought it was gone? Well, if he delivered you, when you turn away, Peter, when you get converted, you won't return to that thing again. You won't ignore it. You won't make excuses for it. Let me share these last things with you. Some people, family, friends, co-workers, etc., they won't accept the change that you've made. They'll try to make you feel negative about the relationship you have with God. But some people are going to celebrate the changes that you've made. And when you fall down, God's going to use them to remind you that he is your deliverer. Don't get mad with them. Get mad with the devil that's trying to make you ignore it, get hidden, or make an excuse for it. Because see, when you've been washed by the Lord, it makes you know you're not perfect. The songwriter said, when I fall down, I get back up. Self-righteous people say, I never fall. I'm perfect. But those of us that know we've been saved by the blood, we know that we can be delivered, and we can be eternally delivered from something if we allow God to deliver us. Because we know that we're his workmanship, that we were created in Jesus Christ. Work let any man should boast. You are made new unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. So submit, I leave you with these verses. Submit to God and the enemy would flee. Resist the devil and the enemy would flee. It didn't say ignore him. It didn't say make excuses for him. But it says resist. For the book of James wants us to remember and to strengthen us in these verses. James 4, 3 through 15. You ask God for something and do not receive it because you ask with wrong motives out of selfishness with an unrighteous agenda, so that when you get what you want, you may spend it on your tenderness. 
desire. Your adulterous, disloyal sinners flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God, do you not know that being the world's friend, that is loving the things of the world, is being God's enemy? So whoever chooses to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And oh, do you think that scriptures say no purpose of the human spirit which he has made to dwell in us lust with envy? But he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and a gratitude for our salvation. Therefore, it says God is opposed to the proud and haughty, but continually give the gift of grace to the humble who turn away from self-righteousness. So submit to the authority of God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him, and he will flee. Come close to God with a contrite heart, and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your unfaithful hearts. You devil-minded person, be miserable and grieve and weep over your sin. Let your foolish laughter be turned into mourning and your reckless joy to gloom. Humble yourselves with an attitude of repentance and insignificance in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. He will lift you up. He will give you purpose. Believers, do not speak against or slander one another. He will speak self-righteously against a brother or judges his brother hypocritically, speaks against the law and the judges of the law. If you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge of it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, and the one who is able to save, to destroy the one God has the absolute power of life and death. That's the only one that can save and destroy. It's life and death is in God's hands. But who are you to hypocritically and self-righteously pass judgment on your neighbor? Come now and pay attention to this. You who say today or tomorrow we will go and such and such a city and spend a year there and carry on our business, make a profit, yet you do not know the least of things about what may happen in the life tomorrow, what is secure in life. You are merely a vapor, like a puff or smoke, a wisp of steam from a cooking pot that is visible for a little while and then vanishes into thin air. Then you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live, we will do this, we will do that. But as it is, you both vainly and in pretension and arrogance, all such boasting evil. So any person who knows what is right to do but does not do it, to him is sin. So is the person really judging you or is the sin in your life judging you? And what they said to you, of what God told them to say to you, and now you stand there judging you. There's a song out where Kara Shears and Missy are saying, don't judge me, don't judge me. Many of us are allowing the devil 
to take what is said as judgment when what it is is so if any person knows what is right to do but does not do it, to him it is sin. And many people will try to say that they're ignorant to something. No, you're not ignorant to it. That's your excuse. If you really want to be right, if you really want to be right, go a step further. Don't just confess, but be baptized by the Holy Spirit of God. Study and meditate on the Word of God daily. Let the Word of God convict you, not that excuse of people are judging you. But let the word of God convict you. Let the word of God convict you. Let the word of God convict you, Cecilia. Let the word of God convict you, this person or that person. Let the word of God convict you. And don't take it as judgment, but allow the Holy Spirit of God to cause you to stop making excuses. So stop trying to hide the sin in your life, but allow God to deliver you for real for it. So the potty training in our lives continues even into the converted life. For God's going to praise us. Only do well. And he's going to send conviction, not judgment. When we do wrong, accept it. Accept what God allows. In Jesus' name. I turn it back over to you, Minister Sylvia. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I thank God for the service on today. I thank God for everything that the woman of God said. I am touching and agreeing with her. I'm just saying, Lord, without you, I could do nothing. But with you, God, all things are possible. Thank you all for joining in and listening on today. Is there anyone on the line that would like to have a comment at this time? Please do so. The lines are open. Okay, well, thank you all again for taking the time out to just listen on your way to church, to work, home from work or home from church, or wherever, just about your roundabout day duty. We want to say thank you because you didn't have to take out that time, but we appreciate it. Remember, God is the answer. Next Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be here. You will be able to hear what the woman of God is saying. Because God has put it in her heart to share with us. That's next Sunday, Apostle Elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. If you come back tomorrow night, Monday, September the 4th, 2023, you will get to hear our very own Dr. Serena Wright bring forth the word on tomorrow night. She has already confirmed that she will be available at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time come back tomorrow. If you come back Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will hear from me, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, 
what God has put in my heart to share with you all. We're just thanking God for his movement as we move through this season that we're in. There's a shift in the atmosphere. There's a shift in the sphere realm. We're just asking you to reach up and grab a hold of the shift. God will be uh, bringing forth the word Friday night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget our foundational scripture, which is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Don't forget, keep God first. Don't forget that if you don't keep God first, anything and everything will come up next. So I give it back to you, woman of God, as we end the program on today. Amen. And so if you haven't heard anything else, I pray that you heard that we be consistent with God. He's so faithful to us. (laughs) My prayer is that each and every one of us will learn to be consistent and faithful to God, for he's our role model. Look at his faithfulness from Genesis to Revelation. Be consistent with God. He's faithful. Bye-bye.